Blog Talk Radio. Hey, what's up? It's your homegirl, Complex Angel, and welcome back to another episode of Self Love is My Rehab, where we are all tired of abusing our addiction. I'm about to get my partner in crime, DC, on the line so we can start the show, so please tune in and love yourself. Yo, yo, DC, what's going on? What up, David Ruffin? How you feeling? Listen, um, I have my Dutch rolled because this is about to be a crazy ass topic. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest with you. Well, what's the vibe of the week for you, though? Well, you know, the vibe of the week has been okay. Um, I've, I hurt my back uh, at work Tuesday, and basically couldn't roll my black ass out of bed. Actually, you know what? I take that back. I, I hurt. I hurt my back Thursday. I couldn't roll out of bed oh, to go shit. to work Friday, so I was like, you know what? Just fuck you. Um, I'm not coming <laughs> in today. Um, I, like when I say I cannot lean over to like you know grab something off the floor and you know pretty much oh, uh, halt myself back up. Yeah, it was it was a no go. Um, yeah, um, them thirties is doing me wrong right now. I ain't gonna be lying to you. It's doing me wrong, yeah. but I mean. I need to play my part a little bit better and be more healthy and be more um, uh, physically active, you know what I'm saying, exercising okay. these muscles and shit, you know what I'm saying. So I take part of that blame. I'll take part <laughs> of it. And, and, yeah. Um, um, yeah, and then uh, I just wanted to take the time out to um, to – Make a uh, make an apology to you know certain listeners who may have listened to the uh, past um, um, episode that we had did. Um, there was uh, there were some remarks uh, saying that you know um, certain things that I had said uh, was offensive, and I just want to let you guys know that you know there's there's no no intentions whatsoever to ever be you know um, offensive on the show. Um, I was just solely mm-hmm. speaking on my perspective. Um, on how I saw um, a particular uh, topic, and it was mm-hmm. it was in no way, shape, or form to you know to harm anybody else. Um, at the end of the day, you know I'm still growing as well. I'm still maturing, um, and you know this podcast is to welcome anybody you know that's on the same path. You know what I'm saying who is struggling mm-hmm. with anything. Um, from here on out, just know that you know whatever is being said is never nothing you know um targeted towards anybody personally um it's just simply just expressing you know how one feels and you know it's it's never yeah. to you know offend anybody so um exactly. yeah i just wanted to uh say my piece on that you know what I'm saying if y'all are listening you know what i'm saying it ain't nothing but love you know what i'm saying from from my standpoint hopefully you know it can be reciprocated on your end as well um yeah. and to fast forward up to today um, shit, it's gloomy, it's rainy, it's cool, and I'm calm and collected. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It was hot as hell yesterday. When I say it was hot as hell yesterday, so <laughs> shit, I'm getting, I'm getting the beauty of it because this is raining and it's cool. It didn't calm me down all the way, yeah. so I'm, I'm, I'm graceful. <laughs> I'm loving it. But um, but yeah, other than that, I mean, that's been my vibe. You know what I'm saying? Just you know, making amends, making peace, and you know, just making sure that you know. Everything is understood. You know what I'm saying? That's Clean right. slate. Listen. Let's get it. It was. It's been hot the last two days. 91 degrees here. But no, I want to piggyback on what you said. Like, understand out there, listeners, that um, our intention is to never offend you. Um, you know, but we have to be very 
open and honest with our our opinions on here, but it's not to offend you. Um, you know, if yeah. we ever do offend, that's 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 not our that's not our intention, and we do a, apologize. But we, we get real and raw on here, and like we're not speaking from a factual standpoint. We just speaking from personal opinions and personal yeah. experience. You know, so yeah, right. um, I definitely stand with you on that, DC. So keeping it complex. All right. So listen, mm. people out there, I just learned don't chew gum while you got your mask on. Um, the other day I was chewing on some gum and like, you know, just out of second nature, I, I tried to blow a fucking bubble and I almost fucked my face up. Yeah. I'm like, you got your mask on, you can't do it. And no. I can't, <laughs> yes, yes, it was almost horrible. I had to like really like retract it, like no. So, and I also wanted to say, I came across this meme that said, did you know if you're in bed and you're feeling dizzy, Place one of your feet on the ground. This will help your brain recalculate your position. I just want to say fuck you because I can't touch the ground with my foot. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm screwed either way. So that's all I got to say. Like, they just came for me with that meme. <laughs> that was uh, some fucked up shit. <laughs> well, see, if it makes you feel better, you know what I'm saying? If you're, if you're a person that sleeps on a mattress and you're very close to the floor, then, you know. That's <laughs> right, yes. <laughs> Shit. Yeah, Man, my feet don't touch the fucking ground, dog. It's some BS. But, no, with that being said, we're going to get right into the show. We needed those last because it's about to be a heavy one. I got my uh-huh. Dutch and my incense burning right now. Um, So the shut me the fuck up topic tonight is attachment theory. And um, this came about because I was watching the grapevine. Y'all know I talk about them all the time. And they were talking about love. And they looked at it from the attachment style. So I'm going to go over the attachment styles, and we're going to get right into the first question. So, so the first one is secure attachment. A person who is secure, they're po- they have a positive view of themselves, a positive view of others. They're interdependent, you know, where they can mutually depend on someone, and that person will come through for them as well. Like, they have no ifs, ands, or buts about it. They're comfortable with emotional intimacy. They're comfortable with closeness, healthy relationship bonds, secure and trusting. An anxious attachment person, this is someone who has a negative view of themselves, but they have a positive view of others. They're very dependent. They have a fear of losing relationships. They have emotional highs and lows. They can be aggressive, clingy on separation. Avoiding attachment is someone who has a positive view of self, but negative view of others. Independent slash self-reliant. Difficult to get close with others, puts up walls, leaves, or avoids during conflict. And last one, fearful attachment. Negative view of self, negative view of others, seeks closeness and avoids closeness, disorganized, fearful of making connections, and could be self-harming or abusive. So, my Whew. first question, yeah, we're getting heavy with this tonight. My first question is, which attachment style are you? And if you need me to repeat one, I definitely don't mind. I'm all for them motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, honestly, like, you know, I would, in th- in this case, I would consider myself a mutt. You know what I'm saying? I'm mixed with all four of them. You know what I'm saying? Just to just pretty much answer that in a nutshell, because I know we got more questions to pretty much elaborate on that. But um, if if I was to pick one that I was most likely to be in a relationship where it was very common, I would say mm-hmm. it was definitely the anxious attachment, though. Definitely okay. anxious. 
Okay. Um, for me, I would definitely say that I'm the anxious attachment one. Uh, with friendships, with relationships, I am very clingy, but uh, and I'm very dependent, but I have a fear of losing that person. You know, um, I basically <laughs> shy away from. I, I shy away from getting close. So it's like I get. I guess you could say, in a sense, I kind of see myself in uh, fearful attachment and anxious because I seek closeness, but I avoid closeness as well because I think about like death. Um, I think about like the worst, you know what I'm saying? And it's like before wanting to feel that hurt, I will play damage control and push the person away or like I'll distance myself so that, you know, we can have a good enough a distance between us. I still care about you. But if something ever happens to you, whether you pass away or we, we're not friends anymore or we break up, it won't hurt as much. But at the same time, I think I can do that easier in a friendship than I can in a relationship because in a relationship, I'm just very fucking clingy. <laughs> and right. um, I attach to the wrong pound. So that goes into my next question. Uh, so while reading these different attachment styles, I found out the meaning of interdependence. Like I said before, it's when two people who can mutually depend on each other. And I've noticed that I have interdependence issues because I can be there for somebody, but I won't let them be there for me. So do you feel you have this same problem, DC? Or like, like, can you imagine what it feels like if you don't have this problem? No, I mean, I, I definitely um, have interdependence issues. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was, I was the one to where, like, you know, I was doing so much for people to where, like, I felt like that was the norm, you know what I'm saying, for mm. me to do for others and, you know, not necessarily um, get the same reciprocation back. And mm. the only reason why was because I had noticed um, a pattern of me constantly, you know, giving, you know what I'm saying, and in my eyes, which which probably isn't, you know what I'm saying, like the best validation, but I felt like, you know, if I was given a certain amount of love, like it should be reciprocated back, you know what I'm saying, whether it was the same level or above, like type of thing, yeah. you know what I'm saying, because I feel like it was a it was a personal thing for me to be able to, um, to be able to give this amount of effort and, you know, this amount of love, you know what I'm saying, to deliver that to you, and right. it's like, you know, you feel like you should, you know, get that same, that same, um, that same amount or beyond back. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Because me personally, I feel like if at, at a certain point, you're not obligated to, you know, do anything special or go, you know, go beyond, you know what I'm saying? Um, the regular course of a relationship, unless you're really like feeling that person. And it's like, the person receiving that should acknowledge that, you know what I'm saying? Like, for example, say if it was like, you know, like your, your half mark within the year of y'all being together, you know what I'm saying? And like a person does a, a, a spontaneous gesture, you know what I'm saying? It's mm -hmm. an upgrade from what you're used to from that person. You know what I'm saying? Like you would expect in a sense, like, you know, to even, to even like, have their expression be like the most 
amazing thing like you know what i'm saying and if it's if it's anything less than what you're expecting then like you know of course you're gonna feel like well damn like i did all of this and that's all i kind of got but then like you gotta you gotta kind of look at it too it's just like you know you can't i don't know like maybe in a sense like you shouldn't really have high expectations in a sense like that but then at the same Mm -hmm. time it's like things are going well and you know you you are you're being you're being fed like the promisings of this being something you know bigger than just a boyfriend girlfriend type of thing like y'all are y'all are in progress on building like something bigger than you know that that level of of the relationship like type of thing like you know what i'm saying like y'all aiming for fiance husband and wife type of shit you know what i'm saying so it's like if a person is giving you that gesture to let you know that you know, things are going to be bigger than what is than what it is right now. You know what I'm saying? Because every gesture has like a you know like a, a um a message behind it. Like you know what okay. I'm saying? Like like with an engagement. Yeah. Like you know what I'm saying? Like an engagement is like you know like this is a message to let you know like eventually we about to be at the altar at this point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like that's that's a gesture to let you know like you know we're gonna be at the altar pretty soon. You know what I'm saying? So it's mm-hmm. like um. When you when you make certain gestures, you know what I'm saying, appropriately appropriately around certain milestones, like you would think like a person would be like, Okay, like I'm reading into this, like I'm getting it, like damn, this is it. But yeah. you know, like I said, it could be a fifty fifty thing. But I know like I said, for me personally, um I feel like I set the standards too high for a person to accept what I was giving. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because a person a person could have previously had someone do the same gestures as you did, mm-hmm. but failed to deliver further beyond that. You know what I'm saying? That's so right. the things that you're doing could be like, okay, like I've seen this and done this before. Like I'm just waiting to see if this is going to prolong itself past what the last person did. But, mm-hmm. you know, it, there's always a but to it. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like, but you can't hold that that new person accountable for the, you know, for what the person the person before them did. You know what I'm saying? So, that's that's kind of like my take on it, you know what I'm saying? Like I said, at the end of the day, I, I definitely had issues with it. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and it was all because, like, I, I, I had higher expectations of what the reactions was going to be after, you know, giving my all towards something, out the kindness of my heart. No, I respect it. I definitely have interdependence issues. Um, and my friend, Queen K, brought this to my attention yesterday. I, I can be there for somebody, but I won't allow them to be there for me. And I didn't realize, I know I realized it, but I had to really reflect and ask, like, and ask myself, why am I like this? Because I'm like this in relationships with my friends. I have a hard time asking for help. I have a hard time asking someone to be there for me because I, it always got thrown in my face when something was done for me. And this was by family members, you know, people whose blood ran, same blood running through each other's veins. These are people that were throwing stuff in my face. So as a, me being an anxious attachment person, stuff like that, you always have this idea that everybody else is like that. They may not show it right off the bat, but they may get tired of you asking for help, you know what I'm saying, or they just may throw it in your face. So it's like I give and I give because, I know what it's like to be a strong person and feel like it's all on you. 
But it's like at the same time, I'm still this person that blocks my blessings, and I won't allow somebody to be there for me because I don't want them to ever have to throw it in my face. You know what I'm saying? Like how you right. said, uh, you know, being in relationships, you know, you you don't ask for you you kind of ask for the bare minimum and like but, but like you're giving and giving, hoping that okay. They won't give me, hopefully they won't give me the bare minimum, even though I don't expect too much. Hopefully they'll match what I'm giving. But it's like, for me, I would be scared to ask for it. I would be scared to ask for the rose petals, the love letters, you know, the whining and dining, like the, the stuff that I really felt was a hopeless romantic type thing. I was scared to ask for that because even if a guy said that he would do it, in my mind, no, you're not. You're not going to do it. But it's like because of letdowns that I've had from not knowing my father, um, you know, the relationships that I had with my uncles, I didn't really have a close relationship with them. We didn't talk about stuff. Like, you know, it, it, it was just like I never really had a secure relationship with the man. And that's another thing that they said on the grapevine. The relationship you have with your father is the relationship that you're going to have with other men. The relationship that you have with your mom is the relationship that you're going to have with other females, whether you're, you know, and they were talking about, like, you know, your relationship with females, like, you know, like me, me and Queen K, you know what I'm saying? It's like my mom let me down a lot. So it's like I'm scared to let my own friend that I've known for 15 plus years be there for me because it's like I don't ever want to have that disappointment and I never want her to let me down. You know what I'm saying? So it's like right. I don't right. want to break you. You know what I'm saying? And yeah, so it's like I'm, I'm, I just had that epiphany because it's like, damn, you know, like you, you take a lot of your patterns from your childhood and everything like that into your adulthood. So, yeah. I can say, know, too, you, honestly, um, like to kind of piggyback off what you were saying, like, you know, um, another another reason why I was more so interdependent um, was because, like, I never wanted to – I never wanted someone to do for me just so they could throw it back in my face type of thing. Like, you feel me? Like I've had that happen, like, you know, a couple of times here and there, but it was just like, you know, it was like, well, I mean, damn, like, you know, you offer. So it's like, you know, why would we get into a certain, you know, debate or something like that to where like you want to get in your feelings. And it's like, well, you know, I did this, this and that. And yeah, you know, honestly, it it, it came most or more so from, um, like, you know, my mom. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like that commonly comes from parents. You know what I'm saying? It's like when, mm-hmm. when, you, when you're just kind of, like, open to, like, have them have to do something for you. You know what I'm saying? Because you can't yep. do shit on your own, of course. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's good. <laughs> yeah. Like, you, you want to take the shit. You know what I'm saying? But, like, I feel like that, that, that issue definitely can come – you know, um, solely from the parents, you know what I'm saying? And you yeah. kind of learn from that. And it's like, you know what I'm saying? Like after, after, you know, getting the backlash from my parents of like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I, I put clothes on your back. I put, you know, food on the table. This, 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 and that. I didn't ask you for none of that shit. And last yeah. I checked, this was your obligation. Not, um, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Not, uh, not just for favors, like this is your obligation. You brought me into this world. You got to shelter me, right? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like, when they when they yeah. kind of bash you in that manner, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Once you get older, you kind of like engrave that in your mind. Like, okay, I'm gonna yeah. I'm not gonna ever seek you know what I'm saying part. any type of assistance from nobody. You know what I'm saying. That I'll be part. kind enough to you know what I'm saying to <laughs> deliver and you know serve somebody else. But like, you want to help me? Hell no. 
You good? Yeah. <laughs> good. Um, DC, it's I got crazy it. that you say that. It's crazy that you say that because I just saw a meme before I logged on here tonight that said um, two parents, you know, um, my child didn't ask to be brought here. They don't owe me anything. It's, it's my obligation to get them everything. What you just said is so true because when you have your parents, my mom didn't raise me. My grandma did. But, you know, my grandma used to throw stuff in my face. But anybody that right. raises you, if you make a child feel like they owe you something, they're going to think that everybody else thinks like that. And you're mm-hmm. right. Like, that shapes us. So, okay, well, we getting deep into this. Lord Jesus, I don't want to go <laughs> into this next question. <laughs> but here we go. Uh, what kind of attachment style did you attach to in intimate relationships? And was it easy to accept their attachment style or no? Mm. Well, I would say I, I've i attached three different styles, and it mm-hmm. goes in this order. It went from secure to avoidant and anxious. And to mm-hmm. break it down for you, like, the secure attachment was basically the honeymoon stage. And I feel like we all kind of go through this in a sense, you know what I'm saying, where, you know, you see the positive in yourself to, you know, be able to, you know, deliver and, you know what I'm saying, um, hold yourself up to that person's standards. And, mm-hmm. you know, you see the positive in that person, you know what I'm saying, feeling like, you know, they can do the same thing. You know, they can reciprocate. Um, yeah. uh, the interdependent part, you know what I'm saying, like you lacking that issue, you know what I'm saying, because you feel like you both can mutually um, depend on each other, you know what I'm saying, at that particular moment in time, you know what I'm saying, with the with the, with the the conversations and, you know what I'm saying, like the – the uh, the happy um, gestures and you know the fl- the continuous flirting and you know what I'm saying shit like that you know what I'm saying uh, that leads into the the the, um, the comfortable um, being comfortable with um, emotional intimacy you know what I'm saying once you get mm-hmm. to that certain level where you know things get physical hot and heavy yada 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 and then you know on comes the avoidant part where you see the positive in yourself to make um um the uh the the right um decisions based on this person and the negative views of others basically telling you the red flags that you missing but you avoiding that shit because you are just really into this person and you being naive about the situation you know what i'm saying so you don't really see clearly as to you know what i'm saying what toxicities this person may have because you head over heels you didn't you didn't graduate from that honeymoon stage and everything seemed real gravy and then mm-hmm. You know, here comes the anxious, you know what I'm saying, where you see the negative in yourself, where it's just like, you know, damn, like, I should have, you know, paid attention to these certain things. And, you know what I'm saying, you try to become dependent on, you know, basically trying to um, refine yourself in a sense, you know what I'm saying, in a relationship that you lost yourself in, you know what I'm saying, because like I said, you get into deep, you know what I'm saying, once, once sex get into play, you emotionally lose yourself and mentally lose yourself within that person. So you try to dependently reel yourself back out of that situation. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But you're you're torn between losing that relationship as well. And I feel like that that ties in with me a lot because of my insecurities. You know what I'm saying? Like with my uh my last serious relationship I had um I had high insecurities to the point where I feel like I feel like she at a point like got that 
and was able to, mm-hmm. you know, um, uh, break up whenever she felt the need to do so just to get a break from me because it was mm-hmm. like, you know, if I'm tired of him, I'll break up with him. And it's like once I'm ready to get back with him, once I feel like mm-hmm. I'm emotionally and physically and mentally ready to have him back into my life, I can easily do that by one text or one phone call. You know what I'm saying? That's all it's going to take. And he's going to come right back to me because I know in my heart of hearts that he feels like he's not capable or, you know, handsome enough to be able to, you know, and the confidence enough to be able to get into another relationship and, you know, it be something, something real, you know what I'm saying? Something good, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, the emotional highs and lows, you know what I'm saying? When it comes to the anxious attachment, you know what I'm saying? Like one minute, you know, I feel like I can be the best boyfriend I could be. And, you know, the insecurities kick in and it's just like, you're too good for me. And it's like, you know, I, I don't know how to deliver type of thing. You know what I'm saying? That, 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 that yeah. self-confidence kind of like, you know, fluctuates, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And the clingy on separation, <laughs> man, listen, <laughs> the first time I ever broke up uh, with my chick in my last serious relationship, I was blowing her motherfucker phone up. Cause like I said, mm-hmm. like you gotta, you gotta, you gotta be, you gotta, you gotta be, um, uh, pedal to the metal with that shit. Cause like in my eyes, I felt like if I was to, if I was to let down one time, like somebody is going to slip in and then boom, she in another relationship and she not going to fuck with me no more type of shit. So I was pressing myself on, you know, making sure that she heard me, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like I'm going to be heard. Like DC is still here. Like, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like fuck whoever may be popping up into your life and be like, ah, oh, maybe I should get them and try. Nope. I'm still here. Right. Nope. I still won't. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So like I became yeah. really, really clinky, you know what I'm saying? So, um, and yeah, uh, I feel like those three right there, you know, in that particular order is how I pretty much attached myself. And now was it easy for me to, um, accept their, um, attachment? No, because they simply had an avoidance attachment to where like, you know, even though I was strung off on a particular person, there were red flags that I was ignoring for the simple fact that, you know, um, this person avoided conflict you know what I'm saying, based off of, you know, her wrongdoings and stuff like that. Like, you know, it was never mutually coming to the table admitting that, you know, we were wrong, that we were both wrong. You know what I'm saying? It was always me just kind of like, you know, swallowing that pill and it was like, you know, you know, I'm sorry. You know, it was always me. I'm sorry, 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 sorry. You know what I'm saying? Like, and because of that, I allowed her to avoid the fact that, okay, like, you know, yeah, I did some wrong too. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's, Let's work on this and, you know, try to make this shit better. You know what I'm saying? But right. so no, it was it was never it was never easy to accept it, you know what I'm saying? Because at the end of the day I lost myself in that relationship until, you know what I'm saying, I, you know, turned the tables on her ass and, you know, was giving her the same tactics that she was giving me. Because I remember I was mm-hmm. giving long ass text messages whenever we whenever we would talk via text message, like I would you would you would have thought I was a fucking uh, a writer. Because like yeah. I was using the right punctuations, the right commas, the the apostrophes, and all that shit, and I would I would write mm-hmm. a whole ass text message from from the top of the screen to the bottom of the screen, and all I would get was okay. I was like, mm-hmm. what the fuck is that? You know what I'm saying? Until I reversed it, until I reversed it on her ass, and you know what I'm saying? She was doing the same shit, and I was like, okay. And then mm-hmm. she started 
and she started going down her contact list like, okay, Linga, I need some help. This nigga said, okay. Like, I just spilled my beans out, you know what I'm saying? All he could say is okay. Like, nah. Mm. So, yeah. Yes. So, yeah, that's my take on it, you know what I'm saying? Sometimes you just got to flip the script on motherfuckers and let them know that you're serious. Oh, God. Well, thank you for answering because, for me, I am a uh, – I'm an anxious attack. I was starting to become a secure, you know, because after the abusive relationship that I was in, I told myself I never want to be in one like that again. I never want to fight. So in my last relationship, you know – um. I wanted to just always have a safe space to talk, but uh, I attached myself to an avoidance, you know, a, a avoidant attachment, you know, um, like when, when it came down to us having disagreements, he took that as like it was an argument and he was shut down, you know, because in his childhood, he got critiqued a lot. So he always felt like it was critiquing and I always had to tell him like, no, I'm not saying that you did anything wrong. I'm just expressing myself. You know, he was the type of person that wanted to just leave, you know what I'm saying, and just go, like, I don't want to deal with this, you know what I'm saying, like, shut down. Right. And um, I was the anxious attachment because of the fear of losing the relationship. So it's like, what can I do to pull you back in? Because one thing that the abusive relationship mm-hmm. showed me is that I, I have an addiction of being needed. And with an avoidant attachment, they're very independent and self-reliant. You know, like, it was really hard for him to um, – realize and I, and, I, and I think that we all um kind of go through this like when you've been single for a minute then you get into a relationship and it's kind of hard it, it takes you a minute to bounce to the fact of okay I'm not thinking like a single person I have to consider this person too so it's like you know he always like wanted a lot of alone time and everything and it's like I didn't understand that so it's like I, I used to have to like like he was very independent where he didn't need me and I felt scared with that because they were right. saying on the grapevine that we attach ourselves to people, anxious attaches themselves to avoiding people, be, or they attach themselves to people that need them because they know that they'll never leave them. So it's like, I'm right. like, this nigga's independent. You know what I'm saying? Like, he ain't going to fucking need me. You know what I'm saying? What can I do <laughs> to be seen? And, um, but like, I didn't look at it like you said, though, like, you know, how this could, like, all, all four attachments could be, like, the stage of a relationship. But with me, yeah. It's like I had interdependent issues. So it's like, you know, when he wanted to help out with stuff, it's like, no, I don't want to break you because I never wanted him to throw it in my face because I've been in relationships before where the guy threw it in my face. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, no, no, you don't have to do that. But, uh, yes, it was very hard to accept his attachment style because it's like whenever he wanted to, like, leave and everything, it was like, okay, he's not going to come back. Because they say when a man thinks it's dangerous. <laughs> so it's like, uh, you know, like, okay, well, well, why don't you just sit right here? But at the same time, I feel like he was avoidant and anxious as well because I'm the type of person when I get mad, I like to get quiet because I like to reflect and understand, am, am I getting mad for a reason? You know what I'm saying? Because I don't want to – I used to be the type of person that would react before thinking. And he would get nervous, like, okay, what can I do to make this right? So are you really mad at me? Like, he would force me to talk to him because he didn't want to be <laughs> in the hot seat. So it it was very hard. It was very hard to accept because it's like it was a pull and tug. But um, that ties into my last question. So 
I know we had a question before this, but me and DC had a long talk today, and I'm like, we just going to change it up. So last question. But, no, honestly, y'all out there, we are, what y'all understand is that me and DC, we have conversations about the topic before we go on, and I really look at those moments, like, I look at it like a writing session, like, you know, when you're doing the table talk and you're, like, you know, like when you're, you're just looking at the script before having to go on okay. and act it out. Those talks we have be helping me. So I changed it up because one thing that they said on there was that anxious and avoidant are always the, the two attachment styles that attach to each other. You know, like you never really see an anxious, a fearful, or avoidant attach themselves to a secure. You always see secure and secure. So do you think mm. um, as the anxious, uh, like do you think anxious attachment you know, avoiding attachment or fearful, you think we're afraid to attach ourselves to a secure attachment because we don't want them to, we don't want to seem so broken to them. Um, I mean, <laughs> uh, shit, I don't know. That's a little baffled right there. <laughs> like, like what, what do you, what do you think? What do you think? Uh, I definitely think we, um, I don't want to seem broken. You know what I'm saying? Because, I realize that I have a toxic way of wanting to be needed. Like, I be wanting to be seen. I want to be seen as number one in a man's eyes. And that's, and, and that's, that's not the case. You know what I'm saying? I've, like, I've, I went into relationships with those high expectations. Like you said, like, you shouldn't have high expectations. But at the same time, I don't see it as high expectations. I see these as, this, this is as my standard. But I was dating guys who couldn't meet my standards. You know, so it's like I would kind of, like, minimize it. Like, okay, let me bring my standards down to meet you instead of, no, go to the next person that's going to meet you there. But it's like I would have these high expectations of a person, and it's like, <clears throat> what the fuck for? You get what I'm saying? So it's like, right, right. because I didn't feel like I was worthy of receiving it. So it's like, you have these high expectations, but you don't even believe that you're worthy of it. But it's like, I wanted the 100% of what I wanted in a relationship, but you're only going to get 80%. You get what I'm saying? But it's like, sure. I would be scared to attach myself to a secure person because it's like, this person is emotionally independent, okay? They have a positive view of themselves. They have a positive view of you. In, my, in that relationship, you're going to hear me, you're going to hear me critique myself all the time. You're going you're gonna to see that I have trust issues. I'm not going to want you to do anything with for me because I don't want you to throw it in my face. And I don't want you to ever think that you got one up on me. So it's like it would be a lot of pull, and I feel like I would bring him, I would lower his vibration. You know what I'm saying? Because, I mean, mm. maybe, maybe maybe he would be uh, very patient and, and could teach me, but it's like, I don't know. I think that we go for the person that's avoidant because you look at that like a project. You know what I'm saying? It's like I can work right. on you, you know what I'm saying? And, like, you, you don't have to uh, – you, you you don't you don't have to like see my brokenness, you know what I'm saying? Because I'm working on you, I'm helping to fix you. So that that distracts me from fixing myself. That that's my take on it. Mm. Well, I mean, based on your take, I mean, I'll put it I'll put it in this perspective from based on my experience. I honestly wouldn't mind going into a relationship as a broken individual, simply because been doing it <laughs> I've been doing it and you know hear me out on this the way I operate 
especially when it comes to relationships, is where I'm I'm very independent on someone else's love that they give to me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like that's that's always been my antidote. You know what I'm saying? To be a happier person, is it right? No, nah, not necessarily. You know what I'm saying? I feel like you should solely love yourself and you know what I'm saying elevate yourself higher than anybody else could. But right. at the time, I didn't love myself. You know what I'm saying? I didn't have high expectations for myself. So to be in relationships with particular people at that time, you would have thought like, damn, nigga, like you don't, you sure you don't love yourself? Like she cute, she right. beautiful, yeah, 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 right. she that. And it's like, nah, like you know what I'm saying? That's just like the richest man. The richest man could be rich. He could be the richest motherfucker in the world, but be the saddest person on earth. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Ain't no money gonna change that. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's all gonna, it's all gonna revolve around him just loving himself regardless of what he has. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, the yeah. richest man could be miserable and the, the the brokest nigga could be the happiest nigga on earth. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because in a sense, he loves himself. Like, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. I say that to say, like, um, but, yeah, um, when, it came, when it came to relationships, you know what I'm saying, I depended on, you know, their love for me in order to love myself. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And it worked. Up until, I mean, I guess, like, when they would feed me their love, like, I would overly feed them mine. <laughs> and right. it was like, you know, it was my 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 um, my um love food was too dense for their stomach. You know what I'm saying? They got constipated. Like, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Couldn't shake it out right. <laughs> you know what yeah. I'm saying? So um, I say that to say, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't feel like, I don't feel like my 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 way of coming into a relationship is wrong. It's just mm-hmm. it's just, you know, those people in particular just wasn't able to withstand what I was bringing to the table. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. I, I say that based yeah. off of experience. Like, you know what I'm saying? Me personally, I don't feel like I was a terrible person. Like, you know what I'm saying? I just mm-hmm. had, like, insecurities that had to be maintained. You know what I'm saying? Mainly on my part, you know what I'm saying? But mm-hmm. if you was... And if you was down and you was delivering, you know what I'm saying, and if you was, you know, expressing how you truly feel, you know, wholeheartedly, then, you know what I'm saying, you wouldn't have to worry about my brokenness, you know what I'm saying, because cause behind closed doors, you know what I'm saying, like, we both, well, mainly me will be uh, repairing all of that, you know what I'm saying, because I know I got somebody in my corner that's strong enough to be able to accept me for who I am, you know what I'm saying, and I'm not the type of person that would, you know, burden you with any of my toxicity you know what i'm saying that's, that's never been me i've never been the one to burden anybody with my toxicity you know what i'm saying at least i, I had i didn't have the attentions to if i did you know what i'm saying um yeah. but uh but yeah um i don't i don't see it i don't see it as an issue to a certain degree you know what i'm saying if you, i mean if you if you coming into a relationship and you just blatantly just just out of you know you know just out of control and just you know just don't know you know, how to identify anything from the ground up, then, you know what I'm saying, obviously it's not a safe place for you to be in a relationship uh, from the get-go. You know what I'm saying? I would say say definitely focus on yourself, um, you know, gradually. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I can honestly say uh, in in the period of 2016 and 2019, I was definitely not equipped to be in a relationship. You know what I'm saying? Because I Mm -hmm. those... That was that time frame was for me and me only to focus yeah. on myself, fix myself, and love myself. You know what I'm saying? 
a hell of a lot more than what I did because, you know what I'm saying, I'm going to be honest, I didn't love myself. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I ain't love myself shit in a long time, shit, since, uh, shit, it's been since, uh, shit, when, when did the PS2s come out? <laughs> shit, it's been that long. <laughs> you know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, I, like, on some real shit, like, I, I, I haven't loved myself in a, in a while. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And it, it took for me to have to sit my ass down and, you know, at this particular, um, at this particular day and age to, you know, really have some insight on everything. You know what I'm saying? Like, when yeah. you have to sit your ass down and reflect on shit, like, you really go way, way back and reflect on a lot of stuff. You know what That's I'm saying? Fine. And I had to do that. You know what I'm saying? So, um, today, I don't have, I don't have that, I don't have nearly as much baggage that I had once before. You know what I'm saying? When it comes to any toxicity, you know what I'm saying? Like, I've I've grown, I've been able to monitor and, you know, reflect on past relationships that I've had and, you know, been able to admit to the wrongs that I have done based on my insecurities or, you know what I'm saying, my lack of trust and everything like that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I've been able to be a man and actually admit that shit, you know what I'm saying? Because once you admit the things, that's when you give yourself an opportunity to work on it, you know what I'm saying, accept yeah. it and work on it. You know what I'm saying? That's going yeah. to... That's the only thing that's going to help better yourself. Um, before we say, I just wanted to say real quick, the reason why I can't attach myself to a secure person because sometimes we don't know how we're coming off to them. You know, I just feel like yeah, it's not absolutely. fair for me to be in a relationship with someone and I'm still working on it because, like, you're going to see all of my brokenness. Like, okay, you don't trust me to be there for you. What are we in a relationship for? Okay, you don't. You know what I'm saying? Like, you play damage control. You know what I'm saying? It's like we don't realize how much we're coming off. Like, we go into these relationships broken, and it's like, like like you said, like, we depend on that person. We shouldn't have to depend on anybody. That person just adds to our happiness. But me, I depended on them to make me happy. So it's like I need to work on loving myself because in my last relationship, I told him, like, you're too independent. Like, you're not letting me be a people pleaser. And he was like, you know, you're not supposed to be a people pleaser. So I, I, I got to definitely reflect on that before I ever get into another relationship. I got to definitely reflect on what is it that makes me feel like I need to be a people pleaser. So you're right, I got to reflect on all of that. But I just feel like that, it ain't no reason for me to attach to no secure person. They're going to be like, all right, <laughs> let me keep with the fuck moving. Yeah. I, I'm going to find honestly, somebody that trusts me. But yeah. yeah and honestly, but no, that, we, that, initiative, that initiative conversation is, is, is very key to engaging into a relationship. Y'all have to have a conversation as to what your expectation is to, mm-hmm. you know, as far as what you want in a relationship. Like, you can't you can't just, like, the friendship, relationship, like, that's, that's in order. You know what I'm saying? But if y'all plan on getting into a relationship after, after um, building a, a strong foundation in a friendship, you have to have that conversation as to what you want in regards to mm-hmm. a relationship. So therefore, yes, like if it don't fucking fit, then it's like sometimes. then it's like okay, then we can just fit as friends at that point. Like you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, because sometimes sometimes a broken person don't know what they really want. You know what I'm saying? Like they they don't know yeah, what yeah. they want. You know what I'm saying? So right, I think that that's why anxious attachment person just especially avoidant. I think that's why we don't attach this to a person. Like nah, yeah, but. Yeah, we can talk yeah. about this topic all day long. <laughs> we done went over time, but it's cool. It's cool. Uh, let's let's go into this. Um, 
to stimulate your mind question. Drop it, DC. Oh, shit, damn, it's been a week or two. Fuck it. I'm going to take that mind correct. Ooh, crazy. Yo. <laughs> so the stimulate your mind <laughs> question tonight is, what makes a person stay at rock bottom and prevents them from wanting to turn it around? Wait, repeat that shit? What makes a person stay at rock bottom and prevents them from wanting to turn around? Like, they're just down there, like... I I see people, you know, like, I see homeless people, and I just wonder, like, how did they get there, you know what I'm saying, and, like, what's, what's stopping them from wanting to turn around, you know what I'm saying? Like, I see people that are addicted to drugs. I just always wonder how a person can get to a low point and, and like, what prevents them from wanting to fight just their way out of that low point. It. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like you're, just, you're just mentally damaged at that point. You know what I'm saying? Like you've you've been you've been in that stage of your life for so long to where it's just like you just don't see any hope of getting away from it. You know what I'm saying? You become mm-hmm. adapted to what you know, what your environment is. You know what I'm saying? Like like you said with homeless people, you know what I'm saying? Like I, I hate I honestly hate seeing people on the corner, you know what I'm saying, asking for money. You know what I'm saying? And it's like yeah. you'll have you'll have assholes out here portraying as homeless people, you know what I'm saying, people who really mm-hmm. don't have nowhere to go just to earn some extra money, you know what I'm saying? And they got a yes. home to go to, you know what I'm saying? Yes. But that's neither here nor there. But, um, but yeah, like you just, you get, you get stuck in this rut, you know what I'm saying? And it's, it's, it's just, it's hard to mentally overcome it. You know what I'm saying? It's mm-hmm. never too late to do it. But when you feel like, and, and it's all in your mind, like when you feel like you, when you have this, when you have this, this thing in your head where you just feel like you just you know what I'm saying like all you can do is give up you know what I'm saying like you're you're gonna you're gonna stay at rock bottom you know what I'm saying yeah. it is it's very hard you know what I'm saying and and you know granted like we all have our own obstacles that we just can't seem to get over you know what I'm saying that's just yeah. like you know you know certain people who have like their New Year's revolution like I'm gonna go ahead and work out I'm gonna stop eating that pork <laughs> chops and them nachos and shit. <laughs> And granted, they do it for like a week or two, maybe even more. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to shorten anybody on that. You know what I'm saying? But it's yeah. a it's a it's a, a limited period of time to where like they have that encouragement to be able to do their New Year's resolution, and then before you know it, you know something, you know something or someone may have interrupted that whole motivation, and then before you know it, boom, like they back up to 50 pounds again. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, <laughs> it's a mental, it's a mental weakness that we go through. Some people can come out of it, and some people can't. You know what I'm oh, saying? Definitely. Like, that shit is real. Yeah, that part. Thank you for answering that. Because um, I, I came up with this question a while ago, but the best example I can use on my end, I was having a talk with a guy a couple of days ago about this, like, you know, um, he had a question about why a victim stays in an abusive relationship. You know, he was like, isn't there a point where, you know, you get fed up? And I'm so glad that I'm at a place in my life where I could talk about it without getting triggered. Because, you know, like, back then, like 2017, 2019, I probably would have been like, what the fuck you mean? You know, but I calmly told him, you know, um, like basically what you said when you don't have that confidence, when you've been broken down to your lowest and you feel like there is no way out. You get what I'm saying? Right. Like, um, you know, because people used to always tell me, you know, your your situation is different. You were 
you came to a whole other state where you didn't know anybody. You get what I'm saying? And you were able to get out of it. But even a person that has family can still get stuck in a relationship like that because what if that person is telling you, I'll kill your family if you leave me? They know where you they know where your yeah. family live at because you be so in to those type of relationships, you know what I'm saying? Because it's it's like Queen K said on one of our episodes before, when a person can make you mad, angry, sad, you know what I'm saying, and like uh and like sexually desire them and make you happy all in one mm-hmm. like hour. Or like, like, like you know, yeah. you know what the toxic relationship takes your feelings through. You get hooked on right. that type of shit. So it's like they right. got you hooked. So you taking them to your grandma's house, your auntie's house, like everywhere. So they know where mm-hmm. they live at. Oh, if you leave me, I'm gonna kill you. It's like you really right. mentally feel like you're stuck and like there's there's no way out. And it's like when I came up with this question, I want listeners out there to know like this was not to say like you know, I think I'm better than somebody, you know what I'm saying? Because I really reflect back on it, and I'd be really proud of myself. Like, Tasha, you got out of something that most, you know, women get, like, stuck in, and they either die from it. But it's like, I just always wonder, because it was, I was listening to a voice inside of me that said, you can't get comfortable. Even when it seemed like it was so hard and that I would never get out of it because it was so easy to get pulled back in, I felt like, dog, this is going to be my life for the rest of my life. It was a voice inside me that kept saying, you cannot get stuck. And then, like, having that talk with you and you said, like, you know, this ain't your book no more. That really fucking woke me up. Like, we joke about it, but that really woke me up. But it's (laughs) like, I just wonder, like, you know, did this person not have a support system? You know, like, I don't don't think I'm better than anybody. I had a support system that helped me get out of that. You know what I'm saying? But I just be wondering. Like, I really wanted to go up to somebody and just ask them, how did you get here? But I never want to open up a can of worms if they're probably not ready to open up, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, thank yeah. you, though. You, you really did shine light on that. <laughs> I know, right? That was heavy. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. We're about to say we on a light note. What's the shout-outs and appreciations? Well, we're going to make this short and sweet, nigga. Shit. Shout out to Self Love is My Rehab. Shout out to Complex Angel, because without you, there would be no Self Love is My Rehab. Shout out to Dynamic Culture Apparel. That's my baby. Do not play with it. Oh, girl. Yeah. Um, if you want to follow up on further updates and shit on my clothing brand, shit, follow it on Instagram at dynamic underscore culture underscore apparel. If I said it too fast, rewind it back. Uh, shout Yo. out to all my, my homies with positive vibes and positive energy. And shout out to all my negative nances with negative vibes and negative energies. We still lay at the end of the day. We just waiting here to catch up with my stuff. You're an ass, dog. He said, I said it too fast, but why did back? I love that. Dog. Oh, okay. Well, shout out to this platform. Self-love is my rehab. This platform is really helping me to be more open and honest about myself. Um, Like I said before, the talks that me and DC have before the show really helps me. Like, okay, I know I can talk about it. Or if if I know, like... (laughs) If I know, like, okay, I'm not ready to talk about that, I will change the question. And I think that that's what happened. Like, I'm not ready to talk about it because he gave me some truth. But I really do appreciate them talks because it helps me to understand myself. And it helps me to see what I need to work on. I know. I'm sorry. That was funny. Um, <laughs> shout out to No Apologies. It's at the platform for self-love is my rehab and Queen's Revives and Visions. Uh, shout out to Queen K. Happy birthday, Marcel. He'll be 11 tomorrow. We are taking a break tomorrow, y'all, so do not call up. I hope you enjoy yourself. My babies are getting older. I remember when Marcel was first born, like, <laughs> he was just so cute in the crib. 
I remember I went down there to see her, to see him, and she was like, do not wake him up. He just took a nap. Y'all parents know how y'all be when kids take a nap. And I swear I went down there, I was tiptoeing. And as soon as I peeked my head around the crib, he woke up. And I'm like, oh, shit. Now I got to go over there and tell her. You know, but happy birthday, Marcel. Oh, my God. Yes. (laughs) Happy birthday, Marcel, man. Oh, I need y'all to stop getting older, please. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, also shout out to God because without him I would not know self and I would not, you know, know the strength that I have. So, with that being said, DC, you got the flow. What is the what you know about that? All right, we're gonna we're gonna end this shit on on a little on a little laughter note, shit. So what you know about? <laughs> oh, hold on, I fucked up my whole intro. What you do about that? What you do about that? I know what the fact that no, the hey, oh. All right, all right. So, so what you know about that topic is it's gonna be something a little funny. So, um, I was on the uh, on the shade room. Great debate. Shout out to them. And uh, I came across this uh, this post, and it says, "Do y'all wash y'all legs when you shower?" <laughs> Apparently, <laughs> there are people who don't. And I just, yeah. just want to read off a couple of a couple of uh, people who reacted to this shit. And uh, yeah. one in particular was like, "I don't like um, I don't like use soap on my whole body when I shower, and I don't think I'm gross." <laughs> I pretty much just wash my face and my armpits with soap. And I like to shower once or twice a week. LOL. I think it's fine. Fuck yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, next one. Um, this one said that they've been safe in, inside my pants the whole day. What's the problem? <laughs> Fuck you too. Um, the next one. Um, <laughs> this one says I only do if I've been bare legged or to the gym and they feel sweaty. I used to, but when I get um, eczema on my legs, I had I had to stop. Um, okay, this motherfucker don't even know how to type. Um, she said I had to stop as um, I was. I would assume as soon as soap made it worse, and I was told to use SLS soap. It's bad for my skin and mostly unnecessary. Mm. So. Um, so yeah, with that, uh, with that sum of uh, ignorancy um, complex, what you think? You wash your legs, Nick? Uh, yeah, I wash my legs. I'm gonna be honest with you. The only <laughs> thing that really doesn't get washed is my feet, because I'm really scared to lift my foot up and fall. I'm not trying to die, <laughs> but like the soap falls down there, so I just wiggle my toes and just hope that it gets through. But like I definitely put body on there and everything. But you have to wash those. <laughs> You have to wash your legs because we have to wash in between our thighs and everything, so I'm pretty sure you would want to hit that too. Like, okay, wow. Yeah, I'm sorry. That just took me out. But that's the only thing I don't wash because my feet, my feet, the water, it will do, the, will do it for me. I'm sorry, y'all. I'll be honest with you. No, shit. Oh, All right. Um. Okay. Hello. Yeah. Okay. All right. So yeah. Um. For me, you know what I'm saying. Like, and then, and there's no disrespect to anybody else. No disrespect. You know what I'm saying. Complex mm-hmm. says she don't even wash her feet. She let the soap mm-hmm. run down between her toes. <laughs> but. <laughs> um. I, I mean, shit. I I get nook and crannies, man. Like I do. Like that's just me. You know what I'm saying? Like, I even washed the back of my ears, my nigga. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But the fact that, like, 
defer from that. The fact that people don't wash their legs, period, though. Like, I get that you don't wash your feet or you just, you know what I'm saying, you just let the soap yeah. go down and, like, I get that. You know what I'm saying? Like, that that can that can be acceptable. But the fact that you don't even go past your kneecaps down to your ankles, that's a fucking problem. And I really mm-hmm. hope that ain't no listeners are, um, on here that don't wash their legs. Because, I mean, if you get offended, <laughs> I'm just sorry. I'm sorry. But God oh, damn it, that's, that's a nice portion. That's a nice portion of your body that need to be washed as well. <laughs> um, Yo, uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, shit, like, yeah, like, that's a, that's a routine for me. You know what I'm saying? Wash, wash the body from, from, the, uh, from the back of the ears on down to the ankle. I mean, shit, I ain't going to lie. I don't even wash my toes either, my nigga. Like, shit, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm, I let the, I let the soap go down to the to the finger uh, to the toenails too. You know what I'm saying? Like, Yo, I'm sorry, but uh, that shit took me out. You was like I'm afraid to lift up. <laughs> I am afraid to lift. I don't want to die. Shoot. <laughs> no, I feel you. Cause look, the reason why life is hard because that shit happened to me. Like nigga, I lifted Ooh. up my leg, and like I didn't realize it was an excess amount of body wash on the floor. So nigga, I went to yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. I can just when I say when I say it was almost a final destination death, that's what it almost was. Cause I swear to God, like I I fucking <laughs> my shit looked like a ballroom hustle dance. That nigga said scoop scoop to the left, then scoop to the right, then slip on your ass and fall. Oh God! <laughs> like, I swear to God, like yeah. Clearly, I'm still alive. You know what I'm saying? Ain't no injuries here and there, but you know what I'm saying? It was a long time ago, but it's something I can laugh at now. I really thought I was dead, though. I felt like uh, Jody off of Baby Boy. Nigga got into that drive-by incident, and nigga was like, I I was dead. (laughs) I can't even take it serious. Dog. (laughs) Yo. Oh, gosh. That was funny. Man. Oh yeah. See, I told you, I got yeah, you. I got you after these questions. These little, these little depressing yeah. ass questions you had. I told you, I got you. <laughs> yes, whatever. <That's... laughs> All right, we're close us out oh, with the dynamic culture quote. Yeah, I said it right. Ooh, yeah. said you almost stumbled. You, you almost stumbled, nigga. That nigga no, I, I stumbled. I stumbled because I, I stumbled because I was like, did I say that backwards? That's why. That's why I was mm-hmm. like, did I say quote before culture? Whatever. Shit. Yeah, that's cool. Defend yourself. I feel it. Well, <laughs> yeah, shit. Okay, I'm gonna stop fucking with it. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the closed caption of the show for tonight. Hopefully, y'all oh, was able go. to. <laughs> Hopefully, y'all was able to enjoy. You know, that be able to take some insight on what we was talking about on the heavy gems, and you know, what I'm saying the heavy topic on the shut me the fuck up topic. You know what I'm saying? And hopefully right after that, we was able to entertain y'all with not washing your motherfucking legs. Nasty <laughs> but, <Yeah>. um, <laughs> no, but with that being said, we're going uh, to close it out with the diamond, dynamic culture quote brought to you by Complex Angel. Whatever. So, the quote is, no one is coming to save you, to give you permission, to choose you, or to validate you. This has always been your job. You must love yourself so fiercely and fully so that you have no choice but to be strong for yourself, to fight for yourself, to be yourself, and to build yourself. Now, 
um, right after she sent me that, and I told her I was going to be um, make this a dynamic culture quote, she gave us this uh, iconic uh, white boy meme face that we always uh, be sharing amongst each other. Uh, we probably will post mm-hmm. that on Self Love is My Rehab just so y'all can see, just to make it more funny. But um, we, uh, on my behalf, we collectively um, chose this quote because at the end of the day, you know what I'm saying, the quote speaks for itself. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, this this mission of loving yourself is solely based upon you. You know what I'm saying? Not enough happiness and not enough love is going to be able to evolve into your life unless you make the initiatives to love yourself first. You know what I'm saying? Not an, is, There's not an abundance of love from another person that can overpower the love that you have for yourself. So yeah, every day as you wake up and as you look at yourself in the mirror, and as you go on about your day-to-day life, occasionally tell yourself that you love yourself. You know what I'm saying? Give yourself positive remarks. You know what I'm saying? Tell yourself that you're beautiful women. Tell yourself that mm. you're handsome king. You know what I'm saying? Give yourself that positive energy. Manifest that positive energy into your life. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. there's too much negative energy to go around here to help you self-sabotage your life. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And there's not too much positive energy out here to up lift you and to straighten up that crown that's been sitting here crooked for the for for a long period of time. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's time to straighten up some crowns. Wear them proudly. Poke your chest out high. Whether you a man with a chest or you an eight cup. Yeah. cup. <laughs> See, I prefer these. Yeah. But that's neither here nor there. Um, <laughs> but uh, I'm also silly shit, y'all. Um, but no, for real though, at the end of the day, love yourself be peaceful to yourself, um, be kind to yourself. You know what I'm saying? With with that amount of energy and that much power within yourself, can't nothing go wrong. You know what I'm saying? So that being said, peace and love, and we are out. Peace and love, y'all.